Well, good morning, everybody. For those of you I do not know, my name is Mike. It's an honor to welcome you here to North Star this morning as we continue our Christmas series. Did you enjoy the kids' videos, the kids this morning? Were they not awesome? It's so good. Nothing tells Christmas like kids. You know, we began this series a few weeks ago talking about the wonder of Christmas. And there was some kid somewhere putting ice in their toilet going, please, God, let it snow. And Lord, the wonder of Christmas, right? 12 inches later, I hope y'all were all safe and warm. I know some of you weren't warm for a few days. We were able to gather online. Technology is a beautiful thing to pull out a little app on our phone and record the service last week, but it was a lot of fun. Well, the first week we talked about the wonder of Christmas from the vantage point, really, of Mary. Here's this normal, everyday girl who is going about her business. She's betrothed to be married, and her story gets intervened by an angel telling her that she is going to be pregnant with child and that Joseph is not going to be the father. He will be the father that will raise him, but won't be the earthly father, that this birth's going to be unlike any other birth. And there's this little girl, 12, 13, 14-year-old little girl named Mary, scratching her head going, why in the world did God ever involve somebody like me in a story that was so big. That was week one. Week two, we talked about the shepherds, the most unlikely candidates to get the news when the Evite list are being uh, thrown out for the royal weddings. All right, shepherds aren't, on, aren't normally on those lists. And in fact, those guys weren't even allowed to testify in court back then because they didn't consider their testimony something that you would even want to capture. But yet they were the very first ones that heard the news of a new Savior that was coming. And on that night, 2,000 years ago, in a little town called Bethlehem, everything changed but we know jesus didn't stay in that little inn in that little the little inn they were kicked out of in the stable out back we know he didn't stay there we know that he went on and he grew up in a little town called nazareth and really from the age of two maybe three years old when the wise men showed up so the shepherd showed up that night the wise men's journey took a while they got there when he was a little one and really from that age through the age of 12 we don't know, we don't really know anything. We don't know what happened in his life. From everything we can read and everything we understand, he was a little boy growing up in the home of a mom named Mary and a dad named Joseph. And then we pick up the story we're going to read today. Jesus is 12 years old. When we pick up the story, mom and dad, Joseph and Mary, are going on a little journey, and Jesus is involved in this journey. So if you got your Bibles today, Luke chapter 2, we're going to start reading down in verse number 41. If you don't have your Bibles, hopefully if you got the app, uh, the North Star Church Georgia app, you can pull that up in the app store and have all the stuff there, or you can follow along with me on the screen. So at any point today, if I'm saying something you're not reading, just peek up, and I'm trying to help explain it a little bit so the whole context of it will make sense because, all right, time out. Let, let me say this before I even dive in. If we don't get the story we will never get the wonder of the whole story. You know, it's one thing to read a story. It's another thing to go and be a part of the story. And when we go and we become part of a story, all of a sudden we get captured with all the things that were going around. Jesus is 12 years old. He's growing up. 
And at the age of 13, back during this time, a young man, when he would turn 13, would be considered a man. And so this is a very significant time in the time of Jesus because he's going on that rite of passage from going from 12 to 13. And his parents are going for this feast that, that we're going to read about here in a second. And they weren't going alone. There were hundreds of thousands of people. So let's pick up the story. Verse 41, Luke 2. Now his parents, Joseph and Mary, went to Jerusalem every year at the feast of the Passover. So Jerusalem from Nazareth, the town they lived in, was almost 80 miles. So it was roughly here to, we'll just say Macon, so the two big cities. So from Atlanta to Macon, or from Kennesaw to Macon, is about 80 miles. So they were going to go on this trek. Why did they go for the Feast of the Passover? Well, the Jews would always remember their deliverance, big part of the story, their deliverance from Egypt when they were under the rule of the Pharaoh and they were in bondage and they begged out and God sent all these plagues and on the last one, the death angel would pass over if you had the blood of the lamb on the door of, of a, a perfect lamb and the, the angel would pass over. And so every year they would commemorate what had happened and look forward, listen, they would look forward to the deliverer that was to come. They still do that to this day. They, they don't, most of the Jewish folks still look for that coming Messiah. Big part of the story. Now his parents went to Jerusalem every year at the feast of the Passover. And when he was, how many years old? Twelve. Twelve years old. So remember, he's about to be an adult in their eyes. And I don't know what happened. But anyways, and so back then, you're going, my child's 12, he ain't no adults, all right? And so, but, but you could see mine on the video, he's not either, all right? And so here, here we are in the story. This, this is a significant age. You know, right now, during that time they do the bar mitzvah, this was something even more incredible that was about to happen in Jesus' life. When he was 12, they went up, according to the custom, they go to the Passover. When the feast was ended, the feast was eight days. That's how long the feast would last. It was eight days. Many of you are traveling for Christmas, so they are packing up to spend not one night, two nights, three nights. They're going to be there for eight nights. And when the feast was ended, as they were returning, the boy Jesus, the boy Jesus stayed where? What's the word? Where did he stay? In Jerusalem. Mom and daddy... Joseph, Mary, pack up all the stuff. We know that Jesus had other earthly brothers, sisters. They're packing up all their stuff. They're getting everything put away. They're packing it up. Because remember, it's 80 miles. It is a three-day journey to go 80 miles. Three-day journey. Because you're not going by yourself. Everyone from Nazareth would pack up and make the trip. So it's this big, long caravan of people. Jesus, though, he doesn't make the caravan. He stays behind in Jerusalem. But here's the key part of the story. His parents didn't know it. So they're packing up for the trip. And I'll explain this in a second, how this could happen. But they're packing up for the trip, and Jesus isn't on the trip. 
Jesus didn't make it. He stayed behind in Jerusalem, 80 miles. And we're like, 80 miles, we can get there? Not then, back then, you didn't just, you know, call the uber donkey all right and head on back you 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 were stuck you had to walk it you had to huck it back up so look at look at the story but supposing him to be in the group they went a day's journey but then they began to search for him among their relatives and acquaintances and when they did not find him they returned to jerusalem and i want you to underline this phrase searching for him this isn't a, oh my goodness, doggone Jesus, where did he go? It wasn't one of those. If any, if you're a parent, how many of you are parents or grandparents in the room, right? If you're a parent or grandparent, your kid ever gone missing for a second? And I mean, your heart drops and your stomach begins to churn and you're looking everywhere for them. Can you imagine? They began to search for him. And literally that word means they were frantic. And you're going to see it in Mary's reaction here in a moment. They were frantic. They were searching for him. And after three days, most likely one day on the journey, one day to get back, one day searching, ever how long it was, it was three days. They found him in the temple sitting among the teachers listening to them and asking them what questions how old is he 12 earthly years he's 12 but has he been around longer than 12 years oh yeah he was there at the foundation of the world he just put skin on 12 years ago bible says that he's been around since the beginning so all the things he's asking them he already knows the answer to. This is not the 12-year-old you want asking you questions, all right? And so he's asking you stuff, and he's confounding these guys, these rabbis. They don't know, and you wonder, do they even remember hearing about him? I, we don't know. But Jesus is 12. He's sitting there asking him questions, and all who heard him were, what was the word? Amazed at his understanding and his answers. He got it. And they knew he got it. Mary and Joseph show up. They come running in. And his mother says to him, Son, why have you treated us so? Let's, 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 let's humanize the story real quick. Yes or no? I'm going to give you a yes or no question. Did Mary understand at his birth that his plan was a big plan? Yes or no? Yes. She knew that. The angel told her. The shepherds remarked about it, about seeing the star. She knew that she had never earthly been with Joseph, so this is a miraculous birth. It's a crazy story. She knew that. This is, okay, this is the, we have the ESV Bible that we read from, the NIV we'll read from occasionally. This is the Mike International Version, all right? And so I'm going to share with you what I, what I think had happened between the age of probably 2 and 12. Mary had gotten very used to being Jesus' mom. And Mary had gotten very comfortable in her role of just watching him grow up as a little boy. 
You know, we would think if Mary really understood, she'd get to the temple and go, of course that's where he is. That's my boy Jesus. God has big plans for him. Not the response. Jesus got. Look at the way it says it. And when his parents saw him, they were, what was the word again? They were astonished at what he was doing. And his who said to him, not Joseph, his mama got involved. Listen, when a mama gets involved and she's upset, things are going to go downhill quickly. All right? And so things are moving downhill very quickly for old Jesus. And his mother said to him, Son, why have you treated us so? Behold, your father and I have been searching for you in great, what's the word? We have lost our minds looking for you. Right in the middle of the temple in front of God and everybody, Mary is going off on Jesus. She's pulling a mama on Jesus. You know, you ever, did your mom ever use that little phrase, I've about had enough? Has your mom ever used that phrase before? I used to always pray that there would be a blinking light on my mother's head before she had enough. All right, Mary had had enough. Why? Why had Mary had enough? She was scared as an earthly mother. She was terrified. Don't you know that all the way back up that dusty journey, she had looked at Joseph and said, you lost the Savior of the world. Congratulations. Nice job, Joseph. Great job. Way to go, Joseph. 2,000 years later, there ain't going to be a church called North Star. There ain't nothing to talk about because you lost Jesus, right? And so that's the conversation that's going on. Jesus' response, though, is very interesting. Look at Jesus' response. He, Jesus, said to them, why were you looking for me? Did you not know that I must be in my whose house? <clears throat> it was almost like Jesus said, we've gotten a little too comfortable. The story's gotten a little too easy. I wonder how it felt to be Joseph right there. Raising him, pouring into him, but being reminded he's not yours. Did you not know that I would be in my father's house? Verse 50 is a very interesting verse. And they did not understand what he said to them. It didn't hit Mary and Joseph in that moment. Why? I think they were distressed. I think they were in fear. I think they were worried. I think they were shocked. I think they were all of those emotions a parent feels. And he went down with them. He came to Nazareth. So he left. They took him home. He came to Nazareth. And he was what to them? Submissive. It's really interesting. Jesus knew why he had come. But yet he went home and was still an obedient young man growing up. Parents, you need to underline that one and put it on the refrigerator. Jesus respected his parents. So should you. So shut up. All right. And so, I mean, you know, put that right up on the fridge. He was submissive. And that's an interesting part of his personality. Here's, here's the deal. At 12, he's getting why he was there. You not know that I'd be in my father's house doing my father's business. But yet then he steps back and he, 
He's their son till the age of 30. We know that somewhere along in there, Joseph passed. He wasn't there at the cross. Interesting way this ends. And his mother, Mary, treasured up all these things in her heart. The second time that's said, that's said on the night the shepherds arrive, and it's said today. Mary had to step out of the story for a second and remember why he came. And that's what we're going to talk about today. Would you pray with me? Father, we don't want to miss, we don't want to miss the story, the wonder, the magic, the, the mystery, the stuff that went on. It's got our name written all over it. It's got our address on it. Father, for these new few uh, short minutes that we've got this morning, would you just settle in? God, would you show us? Would you teach us? Would you instruct us? Would you guide us? No matter where we are, no matter how we walk through these doors, we don't want to miss Jesus. We don't want to miss his story for us. So God, we give you our hearts and our ears and our eyes now. Show us and teach us. It's in your name that I pray. Amen. Pen, pencil, something right. We've only got three little quick things this morning. Number one, losing sight of Jesus is easy when our lives get busy. Losing sight of Jesus is easy when our lives get busy. When Mary and Joseph packed up the family to go from Nazareth to Jerusalem to the tabernacle to where all the festivities were, there were hundreds of thousands of other people teeming in the city. So when they were packing up their small little family, it probably wasn't that busy, but as they started the journey, it got a little crazy. Got a little busy. Got a little harder to keep up. It wasn't just you and, and your three or four. There are thousands of people pulling and pushing and trying to get around this, this. It's a large area, but in all intents and purposes for the size of the people that showed up, it really wasn't that large. Supposing him to be in the group, they went a day's journey. So they finished their festivities, Feast of the Passover. It's a three-day trip to get home they begin to pack up their stuff they begin to put it all back in they get the little mini donkey packed up and they they pile it all in and and they begin to get everything and listen it wasn't just them leaving it wasn't just their family most of the area of nazareth people are beginning to head back down this 80 mile stretch of road so let, let's imagine let, let's imagine so Let's take the 11 o'clock service here, all of us in Compass, all of you watching in True North, and the kids that are here, all right? So there's roughly around 780 to 800 people in Compass, a couple hundred people in True North, plus the kids, right, that are here on campus. That's what, almost 10,000 people, pastorally speaking. All right, and so, but anyways, so, just kidding. All right, and so there's lots of people. So let's just say we're gonna pack up and we're gonna start walking to make it today, walking with your stuff, with all your goodies, with all your junk, we're going to start walking to Macon. Not riding, not flying, walking. 
Your kids are upstairs, so here's how the caravan would work, right? To give you a little idea of what was going on. <clears throat> the women would be up front with the smaller children. They would walk a little slower by nature. People all in between, and the men would pull up the rear. The men and the older boys would be at the back. Joseph thought Mary had Jesus, and Mary up here thought Joseph had Jesus. The problem was, was Jesus with them? No, Jesus didn't make the trip. All right, and so Jesus had stayed behind. Well, surely if Mary didn't have him, an aunt or uncle or cousin in between would have him. No, they didn't have him either. Their lives got so busy, they missed him. Your life ever get that busy? Isn't it funny that our, you know, here's, so I meet lots of people throughout the week. Very rarely do I go up to somebody, man, how's life going? <laughs> Great, man. They're like, there's nothing going on. What are you up to? That never happens. Hey, man, what are you doing today? Oh, just sitting around, just watching the sun go up and watching the sun go down. No, nobody's like that. Everybody's busy. You got holiday parties. You got little ones at home. You got class. You know, there's a, there's a party every day of the week before they get out of school. There's exams. If you're a college student, they took your finals last week. My daughter's taking her finals this week. We're trying to cram everything in before the holidays. There is no lack of busy. And, and we can so, be so busy sometimes going to places we need to be at that we can miss while we're even busy. His mom and dad missed Jesus. You understand the significance of the story, don't you? They missed him. Why? Because things were frantic, things were crazy, and things were busy. Everybody look at me. And nothing has changed in 2,000 years. Isn't it funny how sometimes our lives have to hit a wall or a crisis has to happen? for us to remember who Jesus really is. It's sad, but it's true in my life too. So many times, man, we, we're living it out and it's like, boom, the news comes, boom, the phone call comes, and all of a sudden we go, oh man, I, I really need Jesus. I mean, I was, we were talking to a good friend of our, Robbie, <clears throat> that was here. We were at a funeral together last week and he works for UPS, he said, we're working 14-hour days right now as normal. And that's just delivering stuff to my house. All right, it's amazing. The Amazon's just having a robust year. And so, but, but everybody's busy. But it's so easy to miss. Number two, ready? Reconnecting with Jesus requires that I go back where I left him. Reconnecting with Jesus requires that I go back where I left him. I want you to write a little thought down, ready? My point of departure is my point of return. They couldn't find Jesus. He was nowhere to be found. So Joseph and Mary, look at what the scripture says. They began to search for him among their relatives and their acquaintances. And when they did not find him, they, what's the word there? What is it? to Jerusalem searching for him. They remember where he was. Well, Joseph, he's not with you, and Mary's not with you. He's got to be there. 
And they went back to where they last saw him. You know what I know about some stories that walked in our rooms this morning? There was something that happened in some of your lives where you wandered off. Not Jesus, you. You know, maybe it was the prayer that you'd been praying that God didn't answer like you thought he would. God, if you're really real, you will do this. That didn't happen. You will save, heal, help. And it was like God didn't hear you. And you walk away. Maybe it's somebody let you down. A mom or a dad that had promised they would always be there. And they weren't there. You know what happens in our own personal lives? Sometimes we walk away. And what started as taking a week off, turned into a month off, turned into a year off, turned into years off. And then we get so far, here's the crazy part, then we get so far away, we feel guilty even coming back. Well, God's going to be mad at me. God's going to be upset with me. God's going to be furious with me. Lightning bolt's going to strike me. As soon as I walk in that building, drive in the parking lot, my car's going to fall apart because God's not going to want somebody like me there. The The reality is, you're the whole reason he came, right? It's a crazy part of the story. Your point of departure is your point of return. There there was another story told about a young man that went missing in Luke 15 called the lost son. He took all of his dad's money. He went away and spent it in a wild city on wild living. Now, I grew up south of Atlanta. I always thought that wild city was New Orleans. All right, that is not true. That is not biblical, but that's what I had in my brain. That's where he went. But you know, the Bible says that one day he got up and he went home. He got up and he went home. For some of us this Christmas, something has happened in your life to grab your attention. It's time to come home. They got up, went back to where they knew they last saw Jesus. Time out. Here's the great part of the story. You may have gone missing, from God but you're not missing from God he's had his eye on you the whole time it's the story of the prodigal son and while he was still a long ways off his daddy saw him you realize the whole point of Jesus coming wasn't for the people who have it all together don't you it was for the people that didn't even know they needed a savior point number three Finding Jesus begins when I realize he is the Son of God and he has come to find who? Can you see the moment? Mary and Joseph go flying in that room. And there's Jesus, 12 years old, sitting there and asking questions giving answers to stuff he shouldn't know. And Mary looks at him and she says, where have you 
been. Our family, your father and I, have been distressed searching for you. And Jesus looked at her and said, why did you not think I would be here working on whose business? Whose business? What was his business? To come seek and to save those that were lost. Mom, you didn't come for me. I came for you. I think Jesus had turned into a little boy for Mary. That's, that's my, my thought, just based on the way all this reads. And buddy, that was the hit the wall wake up call. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> you know, I even find in my own life, it's super easy to get comfortable with Jesus something happens and I really need him and I remember why he came <clears throat> ladies and gentlemen the fact of the matter is he came to earth for one reason one reason only he came to seek and his father's business was to seek and to save those that were lost who does that include you and me It's an incredible story. There's so much packed in. Because I think Mary, I think she got it. Mary pondered up all these things in her heart. You know, Zechariah had told Mary, it's going to pierce your soul. I think this pierced her soul. When she realized this little boy was coming for me. And this little boy was coming for you. Would you pray with me? And you may be in the room watching this morning. You say, Mike, um, I know Jesus, but uh, dude, I've been gone for a while. I came to watch a grandchild sing or a nephew or niece. I just, man, life's just gotten so tough. I came to a banquet here for a swim banquet for a high school team, and I just thought, I'll just go, I'll just go to church there. Like, I, I knew Jesus growing up. It's been a while, man. It's been a minute. I've been gone for a while. Can I tell you what I think God would tell you today? Welcome home. Come on home. Been gone long enough. Come on home. If that's you here today, you, you, you believe in Jesus, but you've been gone for a while. Would you just take a second and tell him, God, forgive me. I want to come home. 
escucha I don't want to miss Jesus another year another day another minute maybe you're here today and you say Mike I have never met Jesus before I've never met him as my savior can I lead you in a prayer to meet him he goes like this dear Lord Jesus did you pray that dear Lord Jesus I need you I believe you lived for me I believe you died for me and I believe you rose again just for me come into my heart Lord Jesus and be my personal Lord and Savior today if you prayed that prayer with me this morning, if you'll come down, I'm going to be available after our services. There'll be people in True North you can come talk to that would love to tell you what's next. Father, we don't want to be a church that misses what this is all about. God, may we find Jesus this Christmas. And may it change us forever. It's in His name that we pray.